This is the BBC, patronising listeners since the 1920s. Tonight's listening pleasure includes workers' playtime, jingoistic music to listen to while you make shells to bomb Jerry with. Following that is the shipping forecast. But in a change to tonight's schedule, here are four chucklesome chaps called Staggering Stories Podcast number 43. Welcome, 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 one and all, to the Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumley. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. I'm going to cut that gap out. So, you know. That was very Shatner like, that that was. was. Thank you. Except he hasn't got the wig. (laughs) (laughs) Not on his head. Well, no. (laughs) You've been looking again. (laughs) They're called Merkins. Yes, they are. (laughs) I thought there were small marsupial things in the uh, Himalayas called Merkins. Well, I suppose you could call it the Himalayas, you know, or the Chiltern Hills, really. Right, Crumbly's got a cold, so you'll yes. have to excuse him for sounding all husky and sexy. He can't help it, and normal service will be resumed next time. Sexy is the last feel, thing I feel like, though. Oh, <coughs> it's the last thing he looks. You see his nose. Everything, <laughs> every orifice is running. Yeah. <laughs> Without further ado, it's the news with El Presidente. in the news box today, El Presidente. Before we do the news, actually, yeah. we keep forgetting to say hello to the head of Pertwee, and oh, it's yes. shameful. Yes. So, okay. yes. Hello, head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. Head of Pertwee. He's smiling benevolently down on us. Well, kind of grimacing, Are you really? sure that's smiling, or it's just constipation? He looks well, bigger. <laughs> I don't know, but was he constipation? He just, no, he, he does look bigger, he, uh, but he's been getting letters, so I yeah. think he's yeah, getting big headed. He's getting yeah. a lot more letters than me, actually. Which that's is, not hard, not, you don't get letters. No, <laughs> that could be why. I've heard of phantom limb, but never phantom constipation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Toy Rich, Doctor Who news. We finally have a broadcast time for uh, the Easter special, Planet of the Dead. It will be on Saturday the 11th. So that should be tomorrow. Uh, yes, if you're mm. getting this when it first arrives. If yep. not, you've missed it. Tough luck. Ah. 6.45 on uh, BBC One and BBC HD. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, of course, it's the first of the HD ones, isn't it? It is. Will you be watching it in HD? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> on that Starfleet view screen size TV mm. of his. Mm. Look forward to that. It will be repeated on the 12th, which is uh, Easter Sunday, I suppose, at 7pm on BBC Three, Ooh. with a red button commentary by David Tennant, Julie Gardner and James Strong. Oh, sorted. Yeah. When I yep. press my red button, I'll switch my TV off. <laughs> I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is a man for whom the words remote control mean getting up, crossing the room and pushing the button. <laughs> I thought he had a broom handle. And if that isn't enough, it's repeated a 
again day after that on the thirteenth at five pm on BBC One. I wonder if they'll add all these ratings together to make one big rating. I'll get thirty million, possibly. How cool would that be? <laughs> Seventy-six million more people than actually live in the country watch the program. Minor technicality. Yeah. So look out for that. All right, Catherine Tate. Oh yes. Ooh. According to the Sun, oh, Catherine Tate has landed a role in the new adaptation of Gulliver's Travels. Oh. She's reportedly set to play the Queen of Lilliput. Ooh. Jack Black is playing Gulliver. Um, is yes, this the Jack Black. Do we know the? Um, Can you think of presumably? another one? It'll also be starring Emily Blunt. It's going to be directed by Rob Letterman and is due out in 2010. Mm, 2010. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> OK, uh, romping ahead with the ongoing K-9 saga, <laughs> a preliminary trailer... I can't say that, preliminarily. I'm sorry. Initial. Initial. That'll do. Initial or early trailer for the forthcoming K-9 saga. You can't even say forthcoming. I can't even say anything here. <laughs> put your teeth, put now, your teeth in Now, the next word's key. particularly hard. It's pronounced... <laughs> K9. Okay? <laughs> okay, thank you. That's okay. The K9 series has been released on YouTube. Ooh. Uh, the trailer was to, made to promote the series at the, uh, bear with me, the MIP TV Festival in Cairns. Series Corona. I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> Real Keith shouldn't be allowed to read things. It uses his mind. I'm walking his false teeth in for a horse. <laughs> series co-creator and associate producer Paul Tams has noted that all music titles and K9's voice are for demo purposes only. <gasps> and I'm not the actual voice. And I've got to admit, having listened to the, or watched the trailer, the voice is a little bit... Rubbish? Yes, that's the word I'm looking oh, for. So, could mm. John Leeson be signing be? contracts could as be? we speak? Mm. He hasn't got an Australian accent, has he, he's K-9? Got an, K-9 has an Australian accent. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to work out how he'd do that. Master, over here. And <laughs> how, how he's falling I, down yeah. the world, Master. Yeah, he's a little bit more... Um, Camp? Camply flippant. Flippant? Than, than the canine yeah. we're used I'm to. not even going to try Australian camply flippant. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out Welsh. Think of uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Tams oh, also yeah. says that the monsters designed for the series remain under wraps. No, admittedly, the trailer I saw didn't have any monsters in. That's because they're mm. under wraps. Yeah. Mm. Trailer shows the first glimpse of the redesigned canine in action, and that includes him gliding across what looked like um, Greater London, but obviously yes. it couldn't because it's, it's the Thames, uh, Australian, should I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really having trouble today. I'm, You're having that. trouble with your worms, yeah. you really are. The trailer shows the first glimpse of a redesigned canine in action, that includes flying over the Thames, which, you know... Why not? A little bit iffy, a little bit Harry iffy. Harry Potter did it. And, mm. and so did the Daleks, I know, mm. but it does, doesn't look oh, Come right. on, if you go to London, and you've got to fly over the Thames yeah, if you're capable. Yeah. yeah. Filming for K9 continues in Australia throughout April. The BBC is not involved in the series production, and K9 is expected to air on Australian Network 10 and UK digital channel JetX in the autumn. Mm. I wonder if the BBC are kicking themselves that yet again they haven't got something signed up that they yeah. really should have done. Mm. I mean, first of mm. all, it was Freema Adjiman. Admittedly, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't flown across the Thames, but you know. No. Give her time. Oh. Give her time. Swift boot. (laughs) (laughs) Splash. Ooh, more sequel news. Rory Brewer, president of uh, Sony Worldwide Distribution, has announced there's going to be another Men in Black movie. Yay! Yay. We're yaying over that. I'm yaying. It's one of his April Fools, but apparently Uh, not. 
The first one was good, but the second one wasn't. He also confirmed that Sony is hard at work on a Ghostbuster sequel and Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Mm. All the projects um, are due for a 2011 release. 2011. 2011. 2011. <laughs> Pedant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, additionally, Paramount Pictures is planning a sequel to its Star Trek franchise relaunch. They're fairly confident. They are. Oh, not even now yet. They're already working on a sequel. Also for 2011, apparently, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. It's going to be a busy year. Good year for film. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. J.J. Abrams, uh, who directed the uh, latest chapter, um, he's been drafted in to uh, produce the uh, follow-up alongside his bad robot partner, Brian Burke. <laughs> yeah, he says, There's obviously been a lot of hubris involved in signing on to write a sequel of a movie that hasn't even come out yet, said Lindelof, co-creator with Abrams of ABC's Lost, who produced the upcoming Trek but did not contribute to the screenplay. But we're so excited about the first one that we wanted to pursue. He said. He said, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's John Major or the cyber leader. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, also in film news, Ridley Scott, obviously famous of a mini film. He started at the BBC. Indeed. He's about to shoot Forever War by Joe Halderman in 3D, no less. Ooh. As opposed to 2D. Indeed. He apparently has been wooed by James Cameron's Avatar, which is this big 3D film, live action mm. film mm. coming well, out. Well, most of it's CGI, actually, about 65% of it. Really? Mm, yeah. Like Star Wars. Yeah. Ooh. A big film to be doing and in 3D mm. beginning mm. of a new age mm. That's yeah. right, yeah. an even bigger film this this is not good news for me why is that they're remaking A Nightmare on Elm Street oh, this is the first film apart from Police Academy 1 to 8 which was just a remake of one <laughs> that, that I remember coming out that they're now making a remake of. <laughs> um, Jackie Earl Haley, who was Rorschach in... Yeah. Um, Watchmen. That's the thing. He's going to play Freddy Krueger. Ah. He's taking over the role from, obviously, the brilliant Robert England. Mm-hmm. Willie from V. He was, yes. Yeah. yes. Never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, brilliant. Johnny Depp got his big break in Nightmare on Elm Street. Ended Literally. up as a, a bloody smear on mm-hmm. a bed. Ah. <laughs> That's I how found... his days. <laughs> <laughs> I found when Wes Craig was writing and directing them they took them in a completely different direction when he wasn't then they were just repeating what they'd already done uh, yeah. next oh well, a bit of sadness are you, are you allowed to talk you know, <laughs> well, I'm going to keep it together because this one's a bit of sadness I was going to say this oh, is sad yeah um, Andy Hallett who starred as Lorne the host from the TV series Angel died of heart failure uh, aged 33. Mm. Hallett was a fan favourite, died after a five-year battle with heart disease. Oh. Uh, apparently his father, David Hallett, was by his side. Mm. So he will be sadly missed, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah very young. Younger very young. Yeah, that, that was a shock. Yeah. So I loved Lorne, he was a great character. Oh, yeah. You know, he, very, wasn't even, he wasn't a regular, was he, originally? He, he started off, no, he joined virtually in the second series as an intermittent, and by the end of it, he was... Uh, so popular. So popular, they mm. made him permanent. Because I think, with the way the story ran, he was meant to die at the end of the second se- season. Oh, OK. Because they literally cut his head off. OK. That'd do it. Yeah, but because... He's they, alien. He's a demon. He's a, he's a demon, yeah. that didn't actually affect him all that much, but yeah... <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. No, that is a great shame and a shock, really. Hmm. Oh, right. The Shatner Project, Dr. Horrible and the Guild win awards. Ooh. Ooh. Apparently this is the first annual Streamy Awards. <laughs> so <what> you've got. From <laughs> <laughs> no, every orifice. Mm. No, just one nose. <laughs> oh, winners including the Guild, they got three awards. Mm. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, the face of the enemy, that got three awards. Mm. Yeah. The Shatner Project, hmm. one award. <laughs> best reality or documentary 
web series. <laughs> and, oh, good grief. Dr. Horrible sing-along blog gets seven awards. Sounding success, though. Yes, well, yes. Good grief, yeah. yeah, so very good evening for uh, Dr. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Whedon Brothers. Mm, yes. Best original music. I mean, who, how could they not win that? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Any more news? I met somebody famous. Oh, oh yes, really? he did. Here we go, yeah. <laughs> Shall we set the scene? It was a semi-sunny day in it Bath. A, it was a very nice day, actually. It was a very nice day in Bath. Birds mm-hmm. tweeting? Birds were tweeting. Cars were zooming quietly by. Roman remains were rotting in the ground. <laughs> and there sat Crumbly. And fake Crumbly. And fake Crumbly. In the rooftop pool of the uh, Bath Thermi Spa. Clad in very, very little... Indeed. <laughs> Fake Crumbly was dozing gently. She has to put up with the real Crumbly, so the girl deserved a break. No, it's me who does the snoring. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> when who should the real Crumbly spot? Sitting ah. semi-naked, oiled and sweaty. Glistening? Glistening. Was, was Next to his future wife. Was he pert? He was pert. <laughs> <laughs> but Patrick Stewart. Yes. Ooh. Patrick Stewart. Fake Crumbly took it in her stride and dozed off. <laughs> Real Crumbly, I'm sad to inform, was a total fanboy. Yes, and I said hello. Yeah, well, I said, afternoon, Mr. Stewart, to which you went, hello. <laughs> <laughs> was he um, sweaty and oiled? No, um, he was all up to his shoulders in the uh, water, so all I could see was his head poking out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Any bubbles coming from... <laughs> you want to know if Patrick Stewart, an acclaimed Shakespearean actor, farted in the baths at Bath? Well, I was wondering. No, no, he doesn't. Were there bubbles? No, no bubbles on oh. Yeah, but there again, he was humming right here to himself. What was, was he like, humming? He was just humming to himself, that's all really. Oh, Thrash metal or some kind of... <laughs> Did you get anything signed? No, unfortunately not, because he was only wearing a pair of swim shorts. Oh, OK. And, and I... so was Crumbly. Well, yeah. At the beginning, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently he's down at the uh, Theatre Royal in Bath, along with Sir Ian McCallum. Right, he wasn't there. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, in the play... Yes, he was under the water. <laughs> uh, Ooh. That's where the bubbles came from. <laughs> in the play Waiting for Godot. I take it there were no tickets to be had. No, unfortunately not. I mean, I don't think he carries around complimentary tickets in his um, underwear. Shorts. <laughs> So a big hello to Patrick Stewart. Hello. hello. Just hope he hasn't heard some of the comedy yeah, that's come out here. Because he's bound to listen. Oh, of course. Every Try time. It. He keeps sending his letters all the time. Mm. <laughs> we met someone famous. Oh, yeah? Mm? No, we didn't. No. Oh. Right. Small addendums addendums. To the Go on, then. See, you can say addendum, but you can't say the. Well, you see, I, I practised in the bathroom beforehand. Addendum. 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 So get the lips supple. Mm. Can I come and live with you? <laughs> Probably best. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, cast your mind back to, to 2002. 2002. Yep. <laughs> the Somerset Village, I think Somerset Village? Somerset Village, probably people will correct me, of Wincanton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Was twinned with the wonderful multi-dimensional city of Ankh-Morpok. Ah. On the Discworld. Of course. Following up that, they have just unveiled two street names for a new neighbourhood. Mm. Yes. One is... 
Peach Pie Road. Right. Brilliant name. Yes. And the other one is Treacle Mine Road. <laughs> oh, can we move? <laughs> I want to live on Peach Pie Road. Peach Pie Road. Hmm. Although that... Treacle Mine Road sounds hmm. sweeter, doesn't I think, it? I think Treacle Mine Road. Treacle. Treacle Mine Road <laughs> is, if memory served, is where the watch out is from Guards Guards. Oh, oh, oh we've got to move. <laughs> and one final addendum is that apparently there's going to be two more Torchwood radio shows. Apparently they haven't been named yet, but they are listed on Play.com, if you go to look there, as up and coming to be released. It's just, uh, what is it, Torchwood Radio 4 times 2. Apparently there hasn't been any official confirmation from the BBC as of yet, but I think it's on the SFX site they had a small discreet word and unofficially the BBC has confirmed. Oh, good. Mm. So, Excellent. The last one went well, I think. Yeah, oh, God, mm. The last oh, one was really spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the Large Hadron Collider? Mm, yes. That was rather that good. Was good. Mm. That was very good, that one. It fl- I thought it fleshed out all the characters quite nicely. Mm. Is that all the news? That's all, everything I've got. That looks like it. Excellent. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, it's primeval. <laughs> what? First episode I've ever seen of Primeval. Really? Very it first was. episode. I'd mm. never seen any of the others. I, I've, I've caught a couple, and I've got to admit, the couple I've seen haven't grabbed me enough to drag mm-hmm. me back to watch mm. more. But um, as at the moment we seem to be bereft of any decent telly. There's EastEnders, <laughs> but you won't let me review no. that. No, you're doing gonna, if you want to review that, you can go and do the EastEnder podcast. Yeah, I mean, that bit with Archie and Peggy. I mean, that's now, my, my initial first impression, as the opening scene panned out yeah. right. and turns out to be in the um, storeroom of a museum. Mm, yes, sure. The first Dean. And um, you had this huge four-sided Egyptian statue. Oh, yes. I thought, I've waited up to mm. watch a cheap remake of Stargate. <laughs> that was my, my uh, initial thoughts. An Egyptian relic, yeah, sort of portal to another time and place. I thought yeah. it was Stargate. Mm. You waited up. It was, what, seven o'clock? Oh, it had been a long day. Okay. <laughs> I have to put up with him all day, you know. You can imagine how tiring <laughs> that gets. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Were there any new characters? Yes, yes. There, there was there two was young, new characters. Yes. There was young Mr. Cutter with his <laughs> rampantly long hair. Yeah, it's becoming a bit of an old open university lecturer. Mm. Yeah, with his long hair. Sort of. I think the um, Egy- Egyptologist. She was new. She, she was new. Yeah, she, she's been introduced she in that story. She was and, and the soldier as well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you saw him being interviewed. Mm, that's Basically, right, yes. they think they're in charge. They're not. Shoot them if they get into trouble. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for want of a best 
first time. <laughs> I thought began to introduce or set up a few new elements. I, you had that mysterious tube that I assume was from yes. the far future. The mysterious artifacts, yes. yes. The mysterious artifact. And also the fact that, what is it, magnesite mm-hmm. can actually affect the anomalies. The, the, well, plus high the, voltage as the, well. The, the statues, mm-hmm. as I said, when they moved the statues, the anomaly mm-hmm. moved mm-hmm. with it. That's so, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. kind of like the way Naquida can ev- affect the Stargate. <laughs> Spotting <laughs> no, lots of similarities no, no, here. No, no. <laughs> but the thing is, that was introduced within the first couple of minutes couple of minutes <laughs> or a couple of episodes of Stargate mm. this is the third series and now they're beginning to sort of perhaps explain what is going on it's mm. something that's always that's annoyed it. me the anomalies have just been there we yeah. don't know why they're there we don't know what's causing them are they are they artificial are yeah. they a natural product mm. sometimes that's just the way life is though no I mean plus they're explaining how all the myth- creatures of mythology yeah. they are being linked to the anomalies and their appearance through them as well yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. then you stick this mm. Yeah. That did make me jump when that um, dinosaur's head came through that anomaly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went, ooh, I went, ooh. Anomaly. No, anomaly. You're an idiot. Sorry. I wasn't clear, though. Was that crocodile creature meant to be from the future or from the past? I think, uh, from the past. I think the way he was looking through that database, it was it's a real extinct creature. Mm, yeah, because yeah. they, they looked it up, didn't they? Really? It was the, yeah, it crocodile was... stands on hind legs? Why not? Well, I mean, it was bipedal to a certain extent, but I prefer moving around on all on fours. four legs for speed. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I think an, an anomaly opened up in ancient Egypt. It you know, sort of crept through there. Yeah. And so obviously the pharaoh said, oh, strange beast, let's worship it. <laughs> and then, of course, they completely suspended all pretense of belief by allowing the thing to swim in the Thames and survive. Yeah. 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 They, well, they did try. They said, it's not going to like it in there. It's too cold. <laughs> it's not the cold. It's everything else that's in the Thames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently, the Thames is a very clean river now. I dare you to go and have yeah, a drink from it. No, the only reason it's so cloudy is because of all the seals in it. I dare you to go and have a drink from it. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, wouldn't want to take a dip in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, they seem to be sort of hit the ground running and introduced mm, to the ark to mm-hmm. begin with. It's a million yeah. times better than demons straight away. Oh God! Oh, yes. yes. And yes. I was I was deliberately in the first episode sitting there trying to find things to make fun of just yeah. to annoy Crumbly. I, I know you. I know you were deliberately not liking because you had this frown. I've always got a frown. I live with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sad now. <laughs> My biggest problem with Primeval is it is very much monster of the week yeah mm. yeah there is that element it, there it. is a story behind it all with mm-hmm. a bit of an arc but it's still a monster of the week oh very much so but I think they are sort of starting to tie the loose ends together how all these monsters appear throughout history mm. and in the present day as well sort of the mythology surrounding them and they always have this political intrigue as well each season good grief yes I mean sort of uh, Cutter's wife she seems to be working to her own agenda oh yeah she, yeah. she popped up again mm, that's right and in the second the episode and the guy in the suit who hired the soldier Ben Miller the comedian not the no, comedian the, the character <laughs> the comedian is dead <laughs> Yeah, is he um, working for them, or is he trying to overthrow them? He's their boss. um, No, he's their boss. He's just straight across the board. There's no Mm. hidden depths to him. I think he's the boss, but he's also just an asshole. Mm. Bit of a jerk, yeah. 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 Fair enough, he's the boss. Well, he's just a bureaucrat. I could tell by the suit. (laughs) (laughs) And the red braces. I liked the red braces. (laughs) And that stupid 1980s shirt with the white collar and the red stripes. Coming back in. God, you've got one, haven't you? No. 
<laughs> Mind you, the, the second episode, very much a haunted house episode. Yeah. Very atmospheric, very creepy. Mm. Where was that? I take it that one wasn't based in the museum. No, it wasn't. Um, it's an old dilapidated house. It was set in a park somewhere up Ooh. in London. No, I mean, yeah. there were a couple of scenes that do make you jump. Even more than the dinosaur head coming out of the anomaly? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say so. Mm. No, actually, it's, it's a creature from the future that can camouflage itself. Very much Predator. like Predator. Mm. Um, well, it's more like a chameleon. Yeah, it can change its uh, skin tone and such to blend in with its, with its background. So definitely, like Adam said, monster of the week. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But you never see them going to the kind of immediate future. It's always yeah. distant future. Or mm. Distant or past. past. Well, I mean, it's more convenient for the uh, program makers, I suppose. I suppose so. Do they, um, do the characters go through the anomalies? Yeah. Sometimes, yes. Ah. I mean, there was one time where um, Cutter and um, the guy got killed in the last episode of the previous series. They mm. went back to the, um, oh, grief, what is it, the Pliocene or something like that? And um, there were all these giant um, burrowing sand scorpion type creatures. Cool. <coughs> How do they get... How do they get back? I take it all anomalies lead to 2009. They mm. did actually come across another anomaly, which brought them out in um, oh, the Forest of Dean. <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so far? Oh, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, yeah. if we hadn't been out that evening, I'd definitely watch the second mm. one. Yeah. It's no Doctor Who. No. Certainly not, but no. it's also no demons, you and that's, no. that's, that's <laughs> that in his favour. That's counting his favour. <laughs> no, I mean, so, uh, it's very good Saturday evening tea time viewing. No, okay, so people have said it's, oh, it's a direct competitor for a Doctor Who, which it isn't really. Not, no. no. i to say, have we found our two benchmarks? Top Who, bottom demons. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. That's, that's what we're comparing them against. Yeah. What's the demon rating? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll be back for more then. Oh, yes, definitely. definitely. Okay, yes. yep, yep. Okay, we've got a new segment now. A brand new segment. When you said new, I thought it was a new episode. No, 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 no. Not no, no. yet, nearly. We haven't even got a new segment, really. I'm ah. lying. It's, it's just Doctor Who. Oh, uh, fair Probably the last time <laughs> we're going to do a best of and worst of. Now, as you'll hear in the correspondence at the end of this podcast, people have noticed that we're pretty much running out of ideas <laughs> and we really can't be bothered with this anymore. <laughs> I sit there thinking so hard that my brain bleeds. <laughs> best grimace, worst grimace. Yeah. <laughs> best laugh, worst laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. So we're going to go out with a bang with our best and worst writers. Oh. El Presidente. Oh, no. Right, yeah. <laughs> you made a patronising noise, so you can go first. <laughs> All right. Go with the easy one. The best alter writer. I bet we've all got the same one. I bet we have. It's probably a bit unfair. Probably should have a runner-up, really. Robert Holmes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Robert Holmes. I've got a few runners-up, but... Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. such programmes as Spearhead from Space, Towns of Wing Jiang, Caves of Bazani. He's done his research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more. Yeah. <laughs> Pyramids more. of Mars. Oh, yes. Yeah. Talons of Wing Jiang. He said that. Did he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm, but a runner-up. There's the obvious choice of Terry Nation. Obviously brought us some Daleks. Mm. Genesis and Daleks. Oh. Yeah. I don't think he's quite got enough variation in his yeah, stories. The, the trouble with Terry Nation, he virtually rewrote the same story every time. With yeah. You know. The trouble with Terry Nation is he made his writing credential name on the back of someone else's design. Yeah. Yeah, Probably, that's a... Yeah. How much of that was the writing? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, exactly. Which is the difficult thing about this, really. Mm. We're trying 
trying to say best and worst writers, mm. but we've got to somehow differentiate the writing yeah. from the production as a whole, the mm. acting, True. production. True. Yeah, so say, Even uh, the script editor, we don't know quite know what the script editor has done yeah. any of this stuff. As, as I said to you before, if the writing is wonderful, it can still be screwed up by uh, an over-enthusiastic lighting director, uh, an actor reading off the cue cards, or yeah. um, a director who can't be bothered to do this child's programme. Yeah. For yeah. example, the end of Blake 7, where Paul Darrow yeah. said the, his final line completely at odds to how the writer intended it to be yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think an honourable mention has to go to Terence Dix. Yeah. Because when you think Doctor Who writer, you tend yeah. to think Terence Dix. It's only for the books. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he did a lot, more than we realised, because he obviously he was script editor. Yeah. Like yeah. The thing with the books is he used to, I think his brief was get to 125 words, then stop. <laughs> words? Pages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not far wrong, but... <laughs> well, I mean, you could, you could tell, certainly with the Target books, when he was slaving them out, when he was just doing to cover his uh, background. Yeah. Because of a lot of it is he said, she said. Yeah. When he started, there were quite interesting, yeah. descriptive books. Um, I'd also I like to point out another problem that we have with best writers. Oh, go on. <laughs> is occasionally you'd have the script editor would have to write them, and yeah. therefore the script editor wasn't allowed to write them, so you'd have uh, pseudonyms. Yeah. One that mm. sticks in my mind is Pertwee's story, The Demons, which mm-hmm. I thought was a wonderful, wonderful story. And it's written by Gary Leopold. And you look it up, and actually, Gary Leopold was uh, Robert Solman and Barry Letts, hmm. yeah. who was yeah. the producer. Producer and the script editor yeah, at the time. Leopold, yeah. Mm. Yeah, true. We don't know, for example, uh, Attack of Sidemen. Yeah. Last time. Paula Moore. Of course, it's written by Eric Sayward. And also, Brain of Morbius. I like Brain of Morbius. Oh, bro- I thought Brain of bro- Morbius was bro- yeah, good. Morbius, yes. But, but um, Terence Dix didn't like it and wanted his name taken off of it, so it's written by Robin Bland. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. co written with Robert Holmes. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, another runner-up I want to mention for best of old Who is Chris Boucher. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Robots of Death, Image of Fendal, Face of Evil. Yeah, brilliant writer. Two that come to mind for me. I mean, okay, all right. We've already mentioned the Man with No Neck. Um, yeah, Terrence, <laughs> Terrence Dicks. How does he smell? <laughs> Ter- <laughs> terrible. <laughs> green, green. The colourful monsters is green. Uh, but also um, Eric Sayward. Yes, yeah. Visitation. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric Sayward. I, I have, I have trouble with shock because Visitation mm-hmm. and Earth Shock are fantastic. Fantastic. And he mm-hmm. killed off Adric. Adric so guys, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also on the flip side, you have Twin Dilemma and, and some Yay. of the... Yay! Sorry, I feel <laughs> dirty now. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly some decisions that were undertaken on his behalf during the Colin Baker season. Yeah, actually with... Stephen. The Colin Baker. Okay, worst writers for Old Who. Oh. Again, there's this problem of... Just because you didn't like the story, does it mean it was a bad script? Well, you know, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm glad you said that. So, um, Go on, my worst writer has to be Anthony Reed, oh. who was responsible for the Horns of Nymon. <laughs> who, although I wanted to say that, oh, but al- although it's a fantastic show to watch when you're three sheets to the wind, <laughs> that's the end. I think you once you get down to it, it's pretty rubbish. Although as soon as it comes out on DVD, we will be reviewing well, of it. Course. No. <laughs> Well, yes, and we will. Runners up. Um, I've got Pip and Jane Baker. Oh God, yeah. Chip and Payne. Yeah. yeah. They, they again, Rani. They created a wonderful, wonderful character. character. They just couldn't write yeah. for her. Couldn't write. Mark of the Rani, I thought was fine, apart from the god awful tree. But that's not down <laughs> yeah. to them. You know, no, they write no, no, Tree no, no. Cuddles Perry and the 
effects <laughs> department come up with some rubber bloke with his arm on <laughs> I, I, I think you've got to be fairly out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to be fairly out of it to actually write that line with any conviction. <laughs> tree ropes, <laughs> yeah. But pretty much after that, no. I, I quite like Terror of the Vervoids. Maybe I just... Uh, oh, no. Oh, oh really? I, I did like it. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, Time in mm. the Marnie. Again, yeah. is that the writing or is that the performance? I, think, I don't know. See, I thought no, Kate O'Mara Kate O'Mara in that was excellent yeah Time and Tamani I think Kate O'Mara is about the only standout thing the only thing that rescues it yeah Yeah. I thought the story itself was and (laughs) the last episode 14 of Trial of a Time Lord to be fair they didn't have much to work with did they I know that last minute had to write the end of this 14 episode serial but nothing to go on but Megabyte I'm sorry but David Whittaker had nothing to go on when he wrote Edge of Destruction and it was rather good yeah yeah so no <laughs> and he had to do it in black and white. <laughs> That's very true, though. Mm. Well, I, I've got a few more. Um, go, on. go on then. The, they're mostly all from the same season, I think, that they really stand out as awful is um, David Fish. His David name Fish. sort of. Is, uh, yeah, most... The Weatherman? No, right, I don't mind. Mike... He may have oh, gone right. on to be a Weatherman. <laughs> but his most standout thing is um, Creature from the Pit. Oh, yes. Now, again, oh. I'm willing to acknowledge that bad production, bad this, bad that, and bad weather balloons <laughs> could contribute to that but I think there's certainly a lot of dross there that yeah, if the plot doesn't hold together way, in yeah. your head if the dialogue yeah. doesn't sound realistic in your yeah. head then it's bad writing and hmm. also Nightmare of Eden no actually seen that oh, one no, Bob that Baker was, yeah that one was Bob Baker I mm. would admit that one was Bob Baker but that's another standout name he usually does quite good stuff because he, he's Weiss and yeah but he's in conjunction with somebody else but certainly mm. on that one I think could have been a bad day could have been you know had a toothache or um, <laughs> who the script editor yeah, <laughs> we yeah, yeah. That's, that's it we just don't know we don't know so I'm not Douglas Adams <laughs> I, I am not casting the blame entirely on <laughs> yeah it was something that I remember reading I can't remember where it was from it could have been for the latest monthly or one of the monthlies is Douglas Adams' main attitude to make who good was to make it more silly it's not silly enough yeah, so, it doesn't always work. No, 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 no and no. certainly during that period, because that season finished with the horns of Naimon. <laughs> it says it all. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Naimon. Yeah, yeah. So that's my little frothing rant over and done with. El Presidente. Mm. I think you've covered the ones I was going to mention. Mm. But, uh, was Naimon? Yeah, was there. They haven't really seen it, but by reputation, <laughs> uh, Ultimate it, Foe. It scars my pain. memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking things like um, Time Lash. I think. Yeah, so I was going to mention that. It's not really the fault of the. The writer that they yeah. they had the unfortunate casting of Paul Darrow the tinsel effect yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, not the writers I think that was down to effect I thought the story Time Lash the story was fine that is another thing that strikes me is uh, I think I would like to have mentioned Warriors of the Deep but looking that on paper Dinosaur Bursts Through Airlock on yeah. paper looks wonderful yeah. but yeah. it's the pantomime horse and the rubber <laughs> rubber, the rubber door the end oh, yeah. to death the execution yeah. of it falls flat on yeah. its face yeah. like yeah. Yeah. trouble that's that's the difficulty with this maybe it was over ambitious when they were writing it they had it, mm, too much yeah. in their mind for mm. the budget yeah they were writing po- Hollywood scripts for a yeah. mm, BBC budget BBC budget <laughs> look at Time Nash this Citadel this futuristic Citadel all these citizens different classes and you get yeah. a bunch of few people 15 yeah. people yeah, in a white do- room a dozen yeah. people <laughs> who, are, who are the principal cast mm, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't really give the effect you yeah. expect yeah. <laughs> so basically writers getting ahead of themselves equals bad show mm. Mm. 
not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because it is down to the scriptwriter to go back to him and say, look, we can't do this. Mm, can can you yeah. think of another way to do it? Can you think of another way to present it? Well, that's what they did in Warriors of the Deep. And they said, okay, instead of a dinosaur, let's have a pantomime horse. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay, but, we'll do that. That doesn't look good on paper. <laughs> Crumbly, anything to add? Well, going back to the man with no neck again, I mean, I can't really criticise him for what he's written for the actual TV shows. I mean, it's more than novelizations. I mean, he writes them verbatim, yeah. you know, mm. word for word, without any deviation from the script. If he'd injected a little bit of his own writing style and um, a few embellishments... Yeah, I don't think it was in his brief. If I may point out, during the time of the Virgin New Adventures, mm-hmm. I think he did either the second or the third, the German one, the Hitler one. And that was a fantastic book. It mm-hmm. leapt off the page at you, and, and it was it's incredible. It was a, a, You can't put it down. You then have, I think it was the Centauran one, which was a Seventh Doctor story, but it was framed worked around a fan video. Now, the framework, again, is fantastic. The bit that was the fan video is he said, she said. Uh, you know, it was yeah. a case of if it's not his own work... It's almost as if he's afraid to mess with it. Yeah, he's, he's, I, well, I wouldn't say he's it. not I mean, really interested, always afraid. It just seems mm. that the target novels are direct transcriptions of the scripts. Yeah, that, yeah. as I said, yeah, that's, what, that's what the uh, this, this fan video section... Mm. That's why so many Shake Doctor down. Who fans... Shake learned, down. that's it, Sorry. So many Doctor Who fans learned to read with target novels because oh, yeah. they were so simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to New Who. Hmm... El <laughs> Okay, um, let's begin with the worst. Ooh, mm, Muppets in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard to choose it. Obviously, Muppets in Manhattan, Helen Rayner, yeah. script editor, I think, at the time. Yeah, which but is... then she excels herself Ooh. with um, Sontaran. Yeah. She excels certainly a lot better. Or <laughs> um, well, Tom McRae, Rise of Sidemen. Yeah, yeah that, but was again, a, that was a missed opportunity, I think. It was good, but wasn't what it could have been. I think a lot of that was interference from Russell T Davies though mm. a lot of it is rewritten yeah which bits good bits or the bad bits yeah, yeah. No, it's tough to say but then we have Russell T himself with yep. uh, Aliens of London World War 3 Runaway Bride not my favourite by a long shot <laughs> uh, Voyage of the Damned I'm quite a fan of that one myself but nice. it is very derivative that's yeah. a rip off <laughs> it's hard to say it's good no it's writing. watchable but I, would it, would it... I don't think it's an original idea at all it's as far from an original idea as you could possibly get <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me out of those I'd have to go I think for Tom McRae I'm afraid yep. I think he hasn't written anything again ever since yeah I think that's probably a good sign <laughs> I've um I've actually got Russell T down as my best and worst oh really right yeah, I've got to yeah. go along with that to yeah. a large extent like of course, a, we should inject here, this is excluding the vast toffee. Oh, the vast toffee would just be best. Mm, best at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody agree he would be the best? Yes. Yep. 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 So anyway, Russell T. Yep. I mean, as El President has said, he's written some clunkers, yep. including Voyage of the Damned. <laughs> but then he, then he tu- And Love and Monsters. Oh, then he turns around and writes Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways, Tooth and Claw and Doomsday, and you think, oh, God, you're brilliant. <laughs> So he's, he's a bit of a model, our Russell. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I like to be left-fielded, and some of his plot devices are blatantly obvious. Yeah. I mean, the best one I can think of, he can be, sometimes he can be so obvious in his writings with 
uh, Last of the Time Lords and Sound of Drums, as soon as the word, what is it, Paradox, paradox Machine. The paradox Machine is mentioned, I think, yeah. right, that's how it's going to finish. Yep. They're going to reset yeah. the button and none mm. of it's going to happen. Yeah. And so whatever happened in those two episodes... Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that's sloppy. Yeah. Mm. I must admit, with that one, I was expecting a twist because we sat there and we said, well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, no, it's not going to be that obvious. Something's going to happen that's, that's going to cancel there, that out. You're but sitting it never there did. waiting for it to happen and it doesn't. And yeah. It's disappointing. And perhaps that's part of the cleverness. <laughs> it keeps you hooked in because you're thinking, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then you just go away angry and have to kick, yeah. it. <laughs> have to kick the cat. Yeah. And the trouble is she bites back and I've yes. got scratch marks all up my leg. Crumbly? <laughs> Your worst? Oh, my worst. Um, well, so it's the usual suspects, really. Uh, Aliens of London and Third World War. Yeah. So Russell T. Russell T. Yeah. As a Sam, I mean, he's very much his own worst enemy. You mm. occasionally get the feeling that perhaps it needs another polish, another writer to go over the top, but because he's the head writer. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's mm. the back then, he was the be all and end all. Yeah. Perhaps there's something in that old Who mantra of not letting the script editor or producer yeah. write. write it. Yeah. Mm. Of course, they circumvented that occasionally. Yeah. Because yeah. they need to get scripts done. Because of necessity <laughs> yeah. rather than, uh, and quite a few times, the necessity with the good stories. Yeah. Because it was done under panic. And but this new regime, we want him to write a lot of new stuff. Oh, yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, mm, yes. Quietly optimistic. It's very much going to be a new broom, so with the vast toffee, MM, mm-hmm. and Matt Smith as a doctor. Have we missed anything? We haven't done our best of, have we? Well, I think we'd all agree. Go on then, let's have your best of El Presidente. Well, well nobody's mentioned Cornell. Oh, oh no, Paul Cornell. God, no. Oh. Father's Day and Family Two of Blood. Two hits and very good. Like really sad fans, we went to the um, Fitzroy Tavern in London on Thursday mm-hmm. and met up with a couple of new new friends, mm-hmm. some of whom were very, very harsh about um, Family of Blood. Really? Mm. Very harsh indeed. I must have missed those conversations. Mm, I did. I, I stood up for it, I did. Good, good on you. Good on <laughs> yeah. you. Mark uh, Gatiss as well. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Unquiet to Dead, particularly. Idiot Lantern, not so much, maybe. There has been the comment uh, raised against Unquiet Dead that it's who by numbers, but. Yeah, it makes it good. But I, yeah, I, I can't see that that was a problem. Know. It still stands out to it me. Was, yeah. It was everything that the BBC did spectacularly, a period piece. Yep. Yeah. And also, as I said, the who by numbers. And at that point in time, I think we needed it. It's spooky. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, the, the, old the teaser with the old lady screaming towards mm. the camera. That was. <laughs> That was yeah. the freakiest one we'd had so <laughs> that, far. That was an original right, cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Toby White House, the school reunion. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because he's gone on to um, being human. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so. yeah. I think from a, a script point of view, school reunion I didn't find as impressive. I think the, the whole point of school reunion being good balanced on the fact that Sarah Jane Smith was back. I really didn't think awfully much of the script as a whole. Maybe. I mean, the Crudotains, yeah, they, they were a good new monster and Anthony had helped yeah the whole thing together but yeah. I thought it was a pretty average script the dialogue the confrontation between the ma- headmaster and the doctor again that I thought the two actors they carried that off yeah, it was, this but... is you know it's it's the difference between the script itself and the performances it's... and a, an excellent performance can make an average script seem superb it's it's down to the dialogue as well you know who I'm, I'm trying to side with you who created that dialogue you see how much the script editor is in Russell mm. T put into it but... but I must also mention uh, you know, James Moran for uh, the fires of Pompeii in a good way or a bad way <laughs> <laughs> in a very favourable light actually okay. especially with the uh, twist at the end of it where 
where um, the Doctor and Donna are turned into uh, this Roman family's household gods. Yeah, very sort of enjoyable twist at the end of it. Hmm. Although he, uh, again, could this just be Catherine Tate's performance? He did the whole um, making the companion realise that it's not always going to be tidy at mm, the end. Well, Sometimes it. people die. Mm, it's not always wine and roses. So. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm out. Yep, it's my lot. Yep. Okay, so if you have any particular favourites you'd like to shout at us about, we missed. we're bound to have missed some. We always seem to miss <laughs> the obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to look up Robert Holmes just to make sure we got him in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can contact us on show at staggeringstories.net. You could ring us as well, but that would involve giving you our president his phone number and he won't mm-hmm. let us. The battle oh, line. Triple X directory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah! And now, a new segment for you. Imagine you're on your way to a new life in Mars. You are travelling in your rocket ship towards the red planet, when suddenly there is a malfunction. A freak wormhole opens up, shooting you into it. The ship travels down the wormhole. Destruction everywhere. The ship is breaking down. Oh, horror, what can you do? You grab your stuff and run to the escape pod, just as the ship bursts out to the other side of the wormhole. Everything is falling apart. The atmosphere is leaking, so you dive into your escape pod, hit the escape hatch, and you're away. What have you brought with you in your rucksack? What DVDs do you have? What videos? What music? What have you got to rest your troubled mind? Escape Pod Discs. Fake Keith. What do you have in your rucksack? DVD-wise, mm-hmm. first of all, you've got to accept that I will have with me a DVD player, oh, a computer, yeah. Yeah, a monitor, the, the, a broadband the, connection, yeah. and an electricity source. These are a given. I mean, you've got to send out your emergency signal. All in help. your rucksack. Cool. Yeah. All in my rucksack. <laughs> the rucksack is dimensionally transcendental. Thank right, you. Fair enough. DVD-wise, I would have a lot of firsts. I would have <laughs> the first series of New Who box mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. the first series of Stargate box set, Indeed. And the first series of DS9, Ooh. because they were all absolutely excellent and completely watchable. Yep. They were all new and exciting. They had big ideas. They hadn't disappeared up themselves yet. <laughs> and, you know, when I'm whiling away lonely hours floating through space, I, I would happily watch them. Yep. Yeah. But when I'm not in the mood for DVDs, mm-hmm. I may want to play a game. Ooh. Yeah. Now, remember, I've got my broadband. Yep, 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 That's it, that's it. You disgusting little pervert. No. No, he could see where it's going. I'm, yes, because he knows I'm about to say I'd be playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I'm know gonna, what you were thinking. I'm just going <laughs> to sit in the corner with my head bowed. Yeah, I would set up a new guild for other, <laughs> other, other people floating in escape pods through the vast voids of mm-hmm. space. Uh, yeah. I don't, what would we call ourselves? Uh, I don't know. The uh, podlings, probably, pod- I think. Podlings. Yeah. We, we would all be death knights. Oh. And I would write through the different landscapes of Warcraft on my skeletal horse. <laughs> yep. I'll just have a damn good time because, you know... Hacking and slashing. Yeah. Oh. And let them find me for my £10 a month because they're not getting it. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you just don't want anything electrical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes okay. you just want your music and your books. Mm-hmm. So I think in the background, I would have The Best of Murray Gold, Volume 1. 
volume one. Alternating with the Mamma Mia soundtrack oh, on oh. Eternal Loop. Oh dear. Mm, yeah. Suicide, isn't it? <laughs> with, a, with a bit of Jean-Michel Jarre chucked in for good measure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the soundtrack from Love Actually <laughs> when I, for when I was feeling sad. Yeah, for your, for your lower moment. Yeah. Melancholy. After yeah. listening to Mamma Mia a few times. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> um, Book-wise, um, it's not a sci-fi book, but if I had to have one book yeah. that I could just read over and over, um, it's called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon, and it makes me laugh and it makes me cry all on the same page, and anyone who knows real Keith and me will understand why I yeah. love it. You yeah. have to go out and buy it to find out what it's about. So mm. that's me. Ah, ooh, that's good. I approve. Good. <laughs> Next time on Escape Pod Discs, yeah. we'll look into El Presidente's psyche. Oh, will we? Oh, yes, yes, we will. Warned. <laughs> oh, send your own ideas in, of course. Oh, oh of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. If mm, you've got course. any ideas, we'd love to hear what you do when you're stranded. We don't really want to know too much, though. Oh, no, not the... <laughs> We're talking to you, Win. <laughs> <laughs> So send your ideas to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Good news, everybody! Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Shut up. <laughs> Sad now. <laughs> that, if you already hadn't guessed, was the introduction to Futurama. I thought it was Crossroads. You said we were doing Crossroads. Oh. She got uh, all oh, these videos from the no. library to watch Crossroads. Oh. I had to say upstairs. Oh, really? So we're not doing the episode with Doris Luke and the loofah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was Kathy Staff at her best. We digress. Yeah. We've Again. Been watching, we've been watching a DVD. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Into the World Green Yonder, the latest Futurama offering. Which is potentially the last. Generally, what happened? El Presidente. Las Vegas. Yes. Was on Mars. Mm. Las Vegas was destroyed. Mm. Well, blown up. Huh. Yeah. They're building a new Las Vegas. Mm. Even bigger and better than the original one. And as part of this, they want the biggest mini golf in the universe. Mm -hmm. That's it. On a planetary scale. What is it? Uh, some of the uh, holes are actually black holes. Mm. Black holes, yes. that's right. Uh, yeah. Wormholes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so they're going to go in a bit of Vogon and demolishing various planets to yeah. mm -hmm. make that's way right. for this. Cosmic crazy golf, crazy golf yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who was doing it? Amy's dad. Yeah, Amy's, Amy's dad. Amy, Amy Wong's dad, yeah. Yes. It's a bit odd in that the first episode of presumably the four, yeah. although to us it presented as one long story, yeah, yeah. has very little to do with the other three. Yes. It's all about Bender getting mm. in trouble with the mafia. Yeah. The robot yeah. mafia. mafia. He, he falls in love with the robot mafia's uh, fembot. Yes. Mm. The last time they did this was Bender's game, which I felt was very episodic, but it did yeah. all run into each other. The stories mm. run. But this one, it seems to have, how can I put it, the beginning to run out of ideas because mm. it didn't seem to have really anything to do no it's completely forgotten with the rest yeah that. I mean usually they have an A and a B story running through the whole film yes. this one they only seem to have the B story running through the first episode yeah. and then it was just dropped yeah so Ben had lots of in the first episode and then mm. later on they kind of try to shoehorn him in by yeah. <laughs> making him work for the president was it or something that's, that's something along those lines mm. yes. yes but apparently yeah uh... <laughs> They can't demolish um, this certain planet because it's got lots of uh, new life forms yes. on it. Yes, well, 
you get the idea that it's not the, the first planet with life on it, but certainly a planet that keeps kicking off life. Mm, that's right, yeah. Throughout the galaxy, for want of a better term. Yeah, somehow remembering all species that have died yeah. in the past. Mm, yeah, that's it. The place is used as a, as a repository for them or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a repository. <laughs> You've been watching the wrong one again, haven't mm. you? Yeah. <laughs> and basically, our heroes join, what was it, uh, a feminist movement. Mm, that's it. Yep. If I remember right, it was pink camouflage. Mm-hmm. Camouflage yeah. in shades of pink yes. <laughs> instead of instead of the green camouflage. Yep. So all the females join that, yep. and then Fry mm. somehow gains for no readily explained reason. Something gets jammed in his brain. He becomes oh, telepathic. Right. Yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the little thing he kept on digging and out. Yeah. As I said, on the whole, my heart wasn't actually in this as much as it was in the other Futuramas. No. I don't know what it was lacking. Yeah. It was. We've kind of seen it before. We've had Futurama do a kind of ecological thing. Yes. Once or twice before. I mean, the penguins stick in my mind mostly. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> the problem with poplars or whatever yeah, as well. Yeah. It feels like they're retreading the same ground. Yeah. And also I get the feeling that there wasn't enough material here for uh, a four episode. Maybe mm. a two episode or a three episode, mm. but it was artificially dragged yes. out. Yes. And mm. you're forgetting the most basic thing. What's that? Zap it just wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah, there was that. There was very, very few jokes, mm. com- certainly compared with the last one, Bender's Game, which I, but I found that one very funny. But this yeah, one, this one, new. No. Yeah, it's a shame. They just seem to be getting better slowly. Yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of dropped right back. Yeah. to where they began. On the whole, I'd say for completists only, really. Yeah, you know, um, I found it enjoyable to watch. Towards the end of it, they're very much um, fugitives from uh, Zap. Oh Zap yes, Brannigan's, um well, justice, so to speak. That, uh, yet again, but again, that was the idea of that seemed to be lifted from the the first Zap Brannigan story mm-hmm. in the yeah. series because they were on the run from his justice in that mm-hmm. one. They were uh, contravening Brannigan's law and mm. <laughs> saving all the aliens from that planet. Mm. Which again, yeah. it's very much retreading. Yeah, even he, you know, Zap Brannigan is usually good for a laugh. Yeah. You know, whether or whether you think he's Shatner reborn or oh, not, yeah, he's usually he's, just yeah. so completely incorrect about everything that he's <laughs> funny. But even he wasn't. No, yeah. no. He also didn't have anything some of the characters to do. To do, yeah. Professor was hardly in it. Uh, Hermes, wasn't. I don't think. No, yeah, I don't yeah, remember Hermes at all. He has a problem in a lot of these. He's not in it very much. But this one particularly try a crowbar bender into it somehow yeah so I, pretty much a miss then I did like how it ended mm. I, yeah that was a relief on a cliffhanger no, no <laughs> we're not sure what the fox is going to do with it now whether they're going to leave it at this or I don't know launch it into another set of DVDs which hopefully yeah. will be better than this one or start a series again so they dived into a wormhole that could end up anywhere in the cosmos mm, that's it mm. so <laughs> it ended it on a cliffhanger well, tr- trillions of miles from anywhere so. yeah but on the whole I've got to say it was a disappointment this one for me yep. overall I think these sets of DVDs haven't been as good as the series <laughs> no no. They're too long mm. for me the only one that's anywhere close to the previous series was the Bender's Game one which was more episodic mm. in yeah. nature it seemed to be packed with more jokes per um... square inch yeah <laughs> 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 so, uh, I'm sorry, but... Um, no, we didn't like that. No, we're, we're, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't terrible, but it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. It should have been. Could do could, better. Could have been better. Yeah, could <laughs> I do mean, better. It was watchable, but as uh, Real Keith says, for uh, completists. Yeah. Which takes us on to feedback. You lovely people, you've all been writing to us. We have lots and lots of letters. Listen to them, look. 
Lots and lots of letters. All those letters. We have a new listener in the shape of Ralph Gibbs from Charlotte in North Carolina. Hi, Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Hi. Yes, he begins. Warning, I have no idea what the name of episodes are of any serious season ever. (laughs) So, I describe the episodes and hope you can figure it out. Oh, new contest. Mm. (laughs) The reason for this is because as a computer gaming nerd and a sci-fi fantasy geek who has been described as a cross between house and monk (laughs) and anal ass, I have a beautiful girlfriend that gives me loving whenever I want and want to keep it that way. Way. Call it the best of both worlds. What are you being a Doctor Who fan for? <laughs> <laughs> it's doomed. Dear Scooby Gang, Aww. having recently lost my job as a newspaper reporter, mm. I'm I had with to settle... you, brother. I'm <laughs> with you, brother. I had to settle for a job as a security guard in which I sit in a box for eight hours a day looking at rich airline pilots drive by in their expensive, gas guzzling, super duper convertible sports cars. I guess... <laughs> I guess it could be worse. I could still be unemployed. After nearly a week of sitting in the box and going bloody bonkers, <laughs> I invested in one of those newfangled gizmos called Zune and discovered the bright new world of podcasting. Shortly thereafter, I discovered you guys. After just one episode, I was hooked. Got another one. Man. (laughs) Mad, mad, man. With this in mind, I have a few comments and questions. (laughs) Lay on us. Your podcast is too short. (laughs) (laughs) Not from here, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear what we cut out. Mm. To help me pass the time in my little box, it sure would be nice if you could up your podcast to like two hours, or even better, three. Someone taking the mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Mercy on us, please. This shouldn't be too hard. You are British, after all. <laughs> and there are like five of you. Four. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Two. I only started listening recently, so I haven't gone back to your past episodes. But I was wondering, when Doctor Who is actually playing, do you review each episode after it airs? I find out the answer eventually, as I was planning on listening to a few of your past episodes. But unlike the last episode emailer, I'm not single. <laughs> and while I had to keep the girl who didn't nag me too much when I was out of work for six months. Ooh. So I probably won't listen to all 40 past episodes in 40 hours. <laughs> You'd be insane. Yeah. And yeah, we probably will <coughs> review them in yeah, a couple we, of weeks. We used yeah. to, didn't we? Then yes. they review them in the following podcast. Yes. All right, three. Why does British television call it a series instead of a season? Because it's a series. I don't know, I'm... Yeah, that's I'm a good a bit, question, actually. I don't quite like it being called series, because it's, it's ambiguous. You have a television series. Doctor Who is a television series. Yeah. But then you have series within that television series. Yeah, well, yes, that's the way it's always been. Right, you know, when they announce it's now a new series of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. it always seems to be series yeah. one, series two, uh, series three. But it's ambiguous. I think yeah. it's just one of those things. It's, you yeah. say sidewalk, we say path. Four, in keeping with what you guys have been discussing, New Who proudest moment when Christopher Eccleston turned over the reins of Doctor Who to David Tennant mm. and there was no noticeable quality dip in acting and storylines. Yeah, yeah. true. Worst moment, let me set this up by saying my girlfriend is not a science fiction fan. However, she will still watch shows with me because she loves me. Aww. Aww. She even likes a show you're so I'm starting to convert her a little. Mm. Now, I thought I might introduce her to Doctor Who and see if she would like it. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, the episode she watched was the one in which uh, riding inside a vehicle taking the tour of a planet. Oh, midnight. And they break down and suddenly some alien entity inhabits one of the passengers and starts repeating everything anyone says all episode long. Mm. My girlfriend yelled, <laughs> Dear God, what the hell are you making me watch? <laughs> and runs from the room screaming. Good job you didn't show her love and monsters. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have left you. <laughs> that was the end of Doctor Who for her and my worst moment. Uh, <laughs> oh, she was chasing the yeah. toffee. Yeah. Proudest old Who. Well, I never watched when I was a kid, but hearing you guys ridicule old Who, <laughs> I'm guessing my proudest oh. movement would be not having seen 99.9% of old Who. 
instead, we're harsh. Instead, I watched the crappy classics Lost in Space, Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, and any other science fiction show I could find. What about that 0.1%? The only episode I ever watched as a kid was the one in which the Doctor came back to Earth and the Daleks had taken over Earth. That was all I remember of it. Is that mm. John Pertwee? Could be John Pertwee. With the Ogrens. Yeah, could be, could be... Um, Dalek Invasion. Mm. Dalek Invasion yeah. with William Hartnell. Oh, could be. Could be Ooh. Peter Cushing, probably. But I do remember wanting to see more. Now, after 30 years, I get to... Mm. Five. Who do you consider is the best or worst Doctor ever? Oh, no. mm. The best for me would be Christopher Eccleston. I've got an answer for this. Wonderful, Wonderful chat. chat. All, all of, of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since I only have two to choose from, because I never watched the old Who, I had to flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys, and remember, two hours is your goal. <laughs> no. Ralph Gibbs, Charlotte, North Carolina. He wants to kill us. <laughs> heard from Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Hello, Wynn. Wynn says, Dear team, you've all done reasonably well. Ooh. Thank you. Fake Keith lost points, obviously, sense of humour <laughs> failure indeed, and nearly <laughs> fell off my stalking register. But then I heard the outtakes and, oh, God. <laughs> and the sexy Welsh mutant Swede with brain damage voice. I think that's pronounced four. No, 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 it's <laughs> Oh, Lord. Like Ruth Maddock advertising M&S food. <laughs> Back on the ice pack. Win! <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this before Scardis has had a chance to decipher the subliminal message. Ahem. If he manages to do it before the deadline for feedback, I'll write again. I suspect I'll need to. <laughs> Nobody managed the subliminal no, message this time. No, no, no. Get no prizes. No cake. Doctor Who lists. <laughs> Best villain. New Who, son of mine, really creepy. Yep. Best villain, old Who, Morgus from Caves of Androzani, completely amoral. Mm. I like the fact that this story went out when Britain was in a deep recession, support the miners, coal not dull. <laughs> His idea of closing down the factories and shipping the unemployed to work camps where they would work in his <laughs> factories for free must have appealed very much to... The <laughs> Worst villain, New Who. Future kind, Utopia. Yeah. Nothing really wrong with them, and Utopia was a great episode, but I couldn't shake off the feeling that they were padding. Yeah. yeah. Worst villain, Old Who. 1996 movie master. <laughs> <laughs> Camper than a tree full of monkeys on nitrous oxide. What? <laughs> no, I can see where he's coming from. Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought you were a bit unfair on Anthony Ainley. Mm. By all accounts, he wanted to play it less pantomime villain, but JNT was adamant. Wow. <laughs> oh, adamant. Oh, sorry. God. A key difference is his performance in Survival, which is much more muted and more effective as a result. I'll, I'll agree with That's that. true, yeah. As I think I said at the time, whether it was down to his performance or what he was told to do. Yeah. Hello to the head of Pertwee. <laughs> Bod be with you, Win. Thank you, Win. He's smiling. You're a little sweetie pie. He, he's <laughs> smiling. Who, Win? No, the head of Pertwee. <gasps> and now, just for Win, we have... The subliminal message! Thank you! Wynn's gonna stop writing to us, he really is. <laughs> Now, the last subliminal message you didn't get, so we're not going to tell you what it was. And no. the cake that was going to go out to the prize winner, we've just ate. We've eaten it. Yeah. 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 
It was nice. We've also got a, a small letter here from Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Hello Nathan. Ooh. I love the subliminal message. So very odd. Odd. <laughs> Attack of the Cybermen is now one of my favourites. Yeah. I really don't remember it being that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do agree with fake Keith, though. What were they thinking letting the companion wield a gun and having the doctor tell her to shoot someone? Hmm. I watched the first Primeval. Not bad. I watched the second, then decide if I'm going to become a fan. <laughs> and finally, from Nathan, a big hello to the head of Pertwee. She's getting out of hand. Mm, He's yeah. getting yeah. more letters oh, than no, we More are. fair male than us. Yeah. this head love. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> well, I have one here from Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, hello Eric. Eric. Alexandria, Virginia. Hello, head of Pertwee and the podcast. <laughs> oh, she gets first billing <laughs> now. Reserved to podcast. Yeah. Yeah. She's taking precedence yeah. over us now. God. Another great show with number 42. I do wonder whatever happened to the real Keith who started the podcast before he went off on a tangent about Babylon 5. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's actually, he's still sitting He's still court, going yeah. all about Butter it. Yeah. To himself. Oh, yeah. He'd be there five years, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> his replacement did a credible job, though. <laughs> So there I wouldn't worry go. too much about where he is. <laughs> Thanks for reading my letter, and not for totally ripping me to pieces for my criticism of Series 3. Though I don't think I'll ever like Martha Jones. Oh, poor Martha. Mm. A fun, stupid bit of trivia. The creator MacGyver... Um, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, point of order, that should be... <sighs> MacGyver. MacGyver. Lee Zlotoff. Great name, those. <laughs> That's a great name. It's like it's an anagram of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's the most famous alumnus, my alamata. Woohoo. <laughs> Uh, okay. Your alma mater was called Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo High. <laughs> Quick note on sci-fi become siffy. Mm -hmm. uh, in the USA, sci-fi as a genre is not cool. But a lot of people like sci-fi content, so this is a network's attempt to establish themselves as a brand of science fiction that is accessible to the masses. Yeah. Seriously, this is how American corporations think. Yeah, mm. I can believe that one, yeah. Branding. I wonder what the American fans think. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were over a thousand comments on the uh, Sci-Fi Wire site when it went up, most <laughs> negative. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. mm. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Andy was right. The dollhouse is getting much better. I think it was actually me, Adam. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Fox will kill it before the story plays out. Yeah. Call it the Firefly precedent. Uh, they're actually running trailers for that on Sci-Fi UK now. So Are they? Yeah, for dollhouse. Yeah, yeah, it is getting very good. There is some hope, apparently, that it might get a second season. We'll see. Mm. Anyway, back to Eric's letter. Sorry. Generally speaking, I think you guys were all pretty right on with your best worst picks, especially fake keys bravery concerning Sutek from Pyramids of Mars. Bravery, see? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking out of my bum. <laughs> Bravery. <laughs> Why he and the entire story get such a reputation is beyond me. The extra on DVD about Sutek's life after the show is quite funny, though. Yeah. Now to my picks for best and worst villains, old and new who. Best villain, new series. This may be dorky, but I think the minute or so of Sir Derek Jacobi as a master <gasps> oh. was far, far too short. Agreed. Yes, I forgot every word about that, yes. Yeah. And he made a greater impression on me than any other new who villain. Yeah. Those eyes, when he first changes, absolute evil. Now that is an act. Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you can do that without saying a word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're rustling. Sorry. I mean, what do you think this is? <laughs> I was trying to rustle quietly. <laughs>
Worst villain, new series, John Sim. Vindicated. Oh, thank you. Not the actor's fault, of course, but real Keith nailed it during the podcast. Personally, I think the Master's scream during his regeneration is supposed to imply that something has gone terribly wrong and driven him insane. (laughs) No other regeneration has involved screaming, but if that's supposed to be an explanation, then why was it never spelled out? True. In any case, the Master would kill you just as soon as look at you, but I don't think he would ever beat his wife. Mm. Hmm. Wherever John Sim was, he wasn't the Master that we used to know. It's agreed. I think that's so far below him yeah really wouldn't bother if he was going to do so anything to her he'd have killed her tawdry yeah yeah over a bowl of soup you know something completely <laughs> yeah. innocuous yeah. the original mask wouldn't have to lay a finger on her yeah. you know just out of fear yeah, yeah. And, just... and another thing if he was going to kill her he'd lay it on a sumptuous meal beforehand to get her sit down oh, wine yeah. and diner and kill her just before mm. she tucks in or something Maybe. you know it would have been sadistic not joker anyway best villain old series while Davros and Genesis of the Daleks was my immediate first thought. And the only time he was the true equal for the Doctor, my vote has to go for Fenric. Curse of Fenric. Ooh. Yeah. The idea of an ancient, scheming, evil entity just waiting to be born into the flesh. This is Doctor Who does the Antichrist. I think it works wonderfully. It was. Worst villain old series? <laughs> While Sutek sucks as a villain in many ways, I don't think anything tops the Nucleus, aka <laughs> Mr. Giant Shrimp in The Invisible yes. Enemy. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's what puzzled me about The um, Invisible Enemy. Um, the people that they took over. Why did they sprout those really hairy eyebrows <laughs> Dennis Healy's mm, yeah. a giant talking virus to repeat a giant talking virus that looks like a shrimp well, it <laughs> I mean, actually really yeah. thanks again and I await the next broadcast with bated breath Ooh. maybe you should do some of the best ofs for individual doctors so that people not overly familiar with the classic series can get their bearings just a thought all the best Eric thank, thank, you, you, Eric. Eric. thank you Eric thank you heard from Sarah hello Sarah hello Sarah she says hi podcaster people Podling. <laughs> podlings so I'm now now an incident. <laughs> My parents will be so proud. What on earth? Oh, that was the Sarah incident. The Sarah incident. Yeah. <laughs> didn't credit her, yes. Also, at the end of that podcast, there was the outtake where fake Keith, I believe it was, sounded very afraid of me. <laughs> I'm hurt by this. I'm about as scary as a 1970s rubber Doctor Who monster. <laughs> so you're very scary indeed, the, then. Scares me. Doctor Who villains, I agree 100% about Anthony Head as the headmaster of school reunion. He's such a good actor and they really should bring him back in a different villain role. Yeah. However, I feel a strange obligation to argue a tad with real Keith on his choice of the master right. as a bad who villain. I'm ready. Hmm. You're not allowed to speak. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> I've heard the master, as played by John Sim, be described as Joker-like a few times. Mm-hmm. I watched the original Batman for the first time a while ago and I honestly don't see it. Mm. If John Sim's master is overly manic and energetic, that's because of the one thing, the Doctor. Yes. The writers clearly wanted to make the master accessible to people not familiar with the past and the excellent Delgado and the best way to get the character across is to show him as a dark side of the doctor therefore they write him with tons of energy but with an evil focus yes all the scissor sisters stuff was silly but to me he still got across a sense of charm and menace however I might just be saying all this because he's the master and I will obey him (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing what you're reading playing isn't Stardust good very different from the movie but very excellent I'm not nosy I'm just curious <laughs> Watchmen was fantastic viewing it really felt like a mini series instead of the film yep. the only criticism I really have is that the violence was a bit relentless
Atlas, and I agree that the non-powered superheroes seemed, well, super-powered when yeah. fighting and not like normal people. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of reading the original comic to get a bigger scope on it all. Me too. Also, what's wrong with Primeval? <laughs> it's silly Saturday night entertainment. It doesn't try to be more than it is, and that's a good thing mm-hmm. sometimes. That's right. Yeah. 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 Also, it's better than demons. <laughs> Anything yeah. better than Although a friend of mine was quick to point out that that isn't a difficult thing. <laughs> no, indeed not. I don't think I've said how wonderful your Firefly special was. It really was a fitting tribute. Firefly was a brilliant, brief, burning star in yeah. a sky of TV mm. wilderness and will remain one of my favourite shows for a good long time. Oh. Gosh, she's poetic, yeah, isn't I think, she? I think she's just yeah. summed up my thoughts of Firefly perfectly. Yeah. Thank you. By the time you've read this out, the Doctor Who special will have aired. No, it no. hasn't. Yeah, I've got a few more days yet. I'm tempted to say wasn't it great ahead of time but I like to think I have better standards than that (laughs) so I'll just say hope you enjoy bracket it (laughs) and hope you are well you can't take the sky from me Sarah we could if we wanted to (laughs) but we won't no she is right to something said about the master he is a reflection of the doctor yeah oh you're going to set him off the trouble is is, the Degado master was the opposite of the doctor where where Pertwee's doctor was arrogant was loud was angry especially with his friends Delgado's doctor was always charming sophisticated Delgado's master sorry Delgado's <laughs> master was always charming sophisticated and relaxed and would mm. only show his true emotions when he was alone and that's when he would beat up or kill someone yeah but the doctor would also only show his true emotions in um, private moments like about, when, when Joe left and suddenly he wasn't loud and brash he was quiet yeah. and tearful but what about the shouting arguments with the brigadier yes, who is his greatest this, this, friend this, exactly they're exact opposites the master at that that time was quiet and reserved yeah, yeah. except in, in private moments when he was insane and the doctor was insane except in quiet moments when he was quiet and reserved so they they play off of each other and that's exactly what John Sims master did with the doctor no, and we're in the letters now so we're not meant mm. to be talking no. so oh we have one here from Naya hi Naya, Naya. hello Naya she says dear staggering stories team what no head no, <laughs> no mention of the head of Pertwee thank god thank you as always for another pair of entertaining episodes I don't know which made me laugh harder the opening bit for 41 or 42 (laughs) I stand vindicated No idea. Used. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how you're going to top that. Thank you for sharing time quest to those of us who couldn't go. Glad you had a great time. Yeah. Someday maybe you can come to one of the American conventions. Oh, oh I'd love to. God, yes. At least the cons appreciate fans, unlike the Siffy channel. <laughs> <laughs> like you, we're just pointing and laughing at the new name. Brilliant. Now we know what American yep. fans think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they just go all the way and call themselves the All Wrestling We Only Value Teen Male Viewers channel? Yep. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. do they? Yeah. Wrestling on the Siffy Do they? Do. In America. Oh my god! It's, it's like these TV programs that have spaceships and, and uh, but no, it's not sci-fi. It's about uh, uh, cops and dramatic intent in outer okay. space. In outer space. <laughs> mm, all right. I'm going to skip listing worst villains on the basis that nothing in Who, old or new, has been half as dumb as some of the idiots who show up in Torchwood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out in what reality it makes sense for the grand villains to be a bunch of idiots trying to pull off the world's 
stupidest eBay fraud. <laughs> Muppets in Manhattan makes more sense than random shoes. It sounds like you're getting bored of best and worst. How about stories I'd like to see? With bonus points for plots from other shows I'd like to see Doctor Who do. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Classic Who character prop Alien Planet. I'd like to see Sharp in New Who. <laughs> Waiting impatiently for the next great show, Naya. Thank you, Naya. As a small point to this, mm. the uh, staff of Rassilon turned up in Stargate. Really? Did it? Yeah. You know the television movie? The, the oh, thing they yeah. pull out to, so they look in look in the eye. Yeah. To open the eye. That turned up, sprayed gold and propped up on one of the walls in one of the treasure troves in Stargate. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Okay. Go on then, El Presidente. I think we've got one more letter. Mm-hmm. What's up? We have from DK. DK oh, from Dallas? The Dalek yeah. killer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong. Oh, Dalek killer. <laughs> he says, hi all. Hello. Hello. Great podcast as always. Love the Hitchhiker's Guide bits and wish that more devices made exactly those sounds. Thank you, Radiophonic Workshop. <laughs> I've got it on my phone now. She has. <laughs> I'm well behind on classic DVDs, but I really enjoy your reviews. I have to say, though, regarding Attack of Sidemen, really? <laughs> Are you sure you saw the right Attack of the Sidemen? <laughs> The one with a fat controller and the pipe organ and the squished arms. I haven't laid eyes on it since last century. All I remember is lots of shouting, running about, gunfire, explosions, primary colours, a convoluted plot to mashes up every cyber story that came before it. <laughs> Pass my memory cheats, as JNT used to say, but I'm still sceptical. I love the Colin Baker. So you didn't like Attack of the Cybermen then? Is <laughs> that that he hasn't seen it it's for 20 years. It is, yeah, memory does cheat. It's, it is bad. Yes, all the points <laughs> no, you pointed out to are wrong. It's but, good. But... It's not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it goes on to say, it also sounds as if your enthusiasm may be waning for your Doc 2 sections. Or maybe your enthusiasm coming up with topics. <laughs> right, if so, that's, that's two. Yeah. Mm, take a yeah, page yeah. from the BBC. Rest mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Now, I know this is a radical move. <gasps> Well, think of it this way. You've got about 30 podcasts till the next full series. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Can we make it to, say, podcast 65 before doing best and worst footwear? <laughs> or best and worst grimace? Best. Or best and worst companion grimace? Just taking the mick. Mm. <laughs> Just a tad. Just Mind a you, tad. I do like those Converse trainers that the Doctor wears. And, uh, oh, yeah, mm. the, the black ones. I like the well, black no, ones. Well, the white the ones with the red piping on the side. Okay, Dalek killer, dude, look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is a bit better. Anyway, uh, Derek the Dalek killer. No, just Derek. Oh. <laughs> I suggest a temporary rest for Doctor Who, and in its place, for a few weeks, let's talk Trek. We may be able to do both. I think we should do yeah. a bit of both. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got nothing, no problem with that. Good, because no if you had, you wouldn't be joining in again. Oh. We'd have to get another Keith. I'm sure next time we'll be reviewing a new Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. Anyway. I'm going to get bouncy. Stop it, you'll break <laughs> the chair. Sorry. <laughs> he continues, with a new film coming up, Star Trek, the Trekometer is heating up. <laughs> <laughs> this is an excellent time to revisit Star Trek. The series, the films, the characters, the aliens, everything. The mm-hmm. singing. If only for a few weeks. What say you? Good people, best DK. Pierce, mm. thanks for mentioning my podcast. No problem no at problem. all. I think it's something to certainly stick in the pot and uh, mm. podgigate over. Pot yeah. boiler. Yes. You cogitate over pots often. Uh, oh, oh, I do. All this, the this time. Bubbling away. <laughs> Tin Dog has been in touch. Oh, yeah. And he sent us some pictures. Now, <laughs> Tin Dog, as predicted on this podcast, yep. has produced a tin puppy. Oh! oh nice. A little little girl of a tin puppy. Oh, yep. congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yes. And Tin Dog has got her little T-shirt that's <laughs> got a picture of the TARDIS on and says, Daddy's Little Time Lady. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... I don't know if he's made this. It's quite clever. He's taken the Little Time Squad figures... Yep. and 
made them into a, a mobile for above the cot. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I want one. <laughs> it's inspired. It is. It's, it's brilliant. So congratulations, Tin Dog. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Yep. And Mrs. Tin Dog, who did all the hard work. Yes. Mm, yes. Says you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But we'll be back with more of the same, more fun and frivolity, more news and reviews, <laughs> more who old and new, even some Star Trek. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Mm. So until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. Beam me up, Scotty. And stop robbing yourself against Patrick Stewart. You have been listening to the Stagman Stories podcast, series one, number 43, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and Real Keith Dunn. The music expressed here, though the speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the side. No corporation infringement is intended. This podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Oh, don't forget, New Red Dwarf, Easter weekend, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 9pm, on Dave. Don't miss it. Uh, uh, the filming Stop. for Canine. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's going That's on. That's what I think of you. I burp at you. Uh, in your general direction. And so, so there's a chance there. Probably going to cut the, all uh, of that. That can all be cut because that made no sense. I know, I know. It seemed like a good idea all at the, the time, time. It, it just sort of limited out. Oh, yeah. Sorry, people. <laughs> News, lots and lots of sequels, apparently. Oh, well. Right. Yes, Rory Brewer, president of Sony Worldwide. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Rory Bremner. <laughs> well, it could be Rory Bremner. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Poor guy, it's as if he started off having a name and then they just really couldn't be bothered finishing it. <laughs> yeah. Rory Brewer. <laughs> I'll start that again. Sorry. <laughs> Send Lind- Lindelof, co-creator. John Major sounded like he got a cold this yep. week. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I think you should get the pest killers in because you've obviously got John Mabers neighbour. <laughs> 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 what are you doing with your tongue to the microphone? It doesn't bear thinking about. You've obviously got to get Rent-A-Kill in because you've got John Mayber... Mayb- <laughs> 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 Just call him Tony Blair. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Give <laughs> People open. You're so old, oh, you cannot it. talk. <laughs> do that, do forget that. it, move on. <laughs> Sulking now. <laughs> Point of, point of order. People of that calibre do not fart. They have the vapours. They guff. Uh, no, no, they have the vapours. Oh, okay. People fart for them. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh.